Thanks to Audioboom Network, we have an exciting podcast to share with you all. We would love to read for you what Southern Gothic has to offer. Southern Gothic is a scripted, single narrator podcast featuring immersive sound design. It explores Southern stories from an intersection of history, true crime, and folklore. This show is produced by siblings Brianne and Brandon, a duo who take their storytelling and research to the next level. In the November two, um, 2020 edition of the podcast magazine, Southern Gothic was featured under the headline, Ghost Stories Get a Makeover. If you are interested in a podcast that will come alive in your ears and make the history of South of the South truly interesting, check out Southern Gothic, available everywhere podcasts are streamed. Welcome to episode 21 of season 3, everybody. Um, if you're just joining us, I am Robin of Out of Tired Witch on Instagram, and I'm joined by the beautiful Maria of Maria the Arcane on Instagram. Hello. A little note is that we had to switch our episodes. So this episode was originally going to come out in the next slot for episode 22, but we had to swap because uh, life happens. <laughs> so that but this is a great said, episode, you guys. So. Not only is it a great episode, but for those of you who hate the sound of my voice, and I know you exist because I have gotten your messages, <laughs> um, I was sick for the bulk of this episode, so I'm not in it, which sucks for me. <laughs> we are joined, well, Maria is joined by the wonderful Jenny Blonde of Comfy, Comfy Cozy Witchcraft to discuss cozy home witchcraft. So you should stick around and you'll get to hear all about that in our main segment. Yes, very exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you are just joining us this week, every week we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how you can utilize that information <laughs> in your practice. So that being said, on November 24th, yeah, the 24th, we have the new moon in Sagittarius. And new moons in general, as we talk about every single time we have new moon, is all about fresh new starts and cycle setting etc but particularly the new moon in Sagittarius is a really good time for kind of stopping cycles that make you feel claustrophobic if that makes sense so anything that hmm, maybe feels a little cooped up this is a great time to do spell work to break that and by cooped up I do mean metaphorically but it can mean literally as well <laughs> um new moons and sagittarius are also a really good time for mm, sensual matters of the heart as one might say uh mm -hmm. sexy sort of situations perhaps you found yourself in a dry spell lately um, perhaps you want to break out of that dry cell the new moon in Sagittarius would be very good for that listen every Sagittarius I know is a very sensual person it just kind of happens sometimes <laughs> so this would be a very good time to do any kind of spell work that perhaps is going to help kickstart maybe some 
sexual confidence <laughs> as well as getting out of any kind of situation that is making you feel claustrophobic it's also a really good time to do spell work that deals with just general activity so perhaps you are somebody who's working towards like a fitness goal or um uh, what's that called when you're like competitive sports competitive hmm. sports yeah, something you, like that, yeah. I if think you're that's trying right. to reach a, yeah, yeah. a finish line of first place, <laughs> I don't know how to make that into a logical sentence. Um, but this would be a really good time to do spell work to try to get yourself the win in the competition. I wish that there was a better way I could phrase this, but here we are. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. I do. Does that matter? <laughs> so, uh, sag new moons for me is is definitely like getting outside of our comfort zone, starting like a new adventure. Being a sag moon myself, you know, like I love travel and I love trying and doing new things. And I think like using that new moon energy to set the intentions that you know what I'm going to try something new this upcoming cycle. I'm going to give it, you know good old go of it and if i like it maybe I'll it. if i don't oh well you know yeah being the flaky, you know sad people that yeah. you know can be yeah claustrophobia i feel like can be both a literal thing of like i need to go out and get out of this house and try something new be somewhere new whatever mm-hmm. but i also feel like it can be like um a metaphor where it's like you know i've not done this social thing or i've not done this thing around my house and it's making me feel stuffy mm-hmm. that all you can break that cycle kind of metaphorically as well <laughs> and also if you're interested in doing something during the new moon on yes. discord we're having a new moon like little ritual that yes. will all involve the sagittarius energies and implementing something new and exciting into your life so i'm very excited i love our like little rituals that we do on discord you guys are not already a part of the discord every month maria does one of these rituals and they're amazing so you should you should get on board (laughs) because i think they're great we always have a great turnout and i don't know everybody seems to really love them so you should go you should come join and hang out with us. <laughs> join us. Join us. <laughs> so, if you just started listening to us, every episode we talk about a specific tarot card in no particular order. We go over the universal meanings and then our own interpretations of them so this week we're talking about the king of pence on this card you'll see our king wearing like a cloak of grapes and vines surrounded by other lush greenery the throne he sits on has bulls on it representing taurus energy and behind the king is water and a castle as well the universal keywords to this card are wealth business prosperity and stability For myself, this king represents strategy and nurturing energy when it comes to our long-term goals. The world the king has created was not created in a day. 
a week or even sometimes a year it is years and decades and if uh, of like hard work and effort that he has put mm-hmm. towards the goals that he has implemented in his life that he's nurtured and have in turn given him success so what this means when he pops up is that the work the reader or myself would need to put in is continual in order to reach this comfortable state that the king is in this isn't to say that you won't see some fruits of your labor along the way but it won't reach its full potential if you don't keep nurturing it um this task we are facing needs like a strong hand and determination yes but the king is also a very nurturing figure this means the goals we are working towards fill us with pride or at least will and even when the going gets tough we need to remember why we started it in the first place and where it is leading us for an example he can represent reaching a pinnacle of achievement when it comes to your job something that involves a lot of work and time or even being a parent and watching your kid grow up the more we nurture these things the more we get back a return either in the form of mummy either in the form of money pride or even love so how do you read this card robin dear I view this pretty much exactly like you do. For me, though, the interpretation is dependent on not only the prompt, but the cards around it. Mm -hmm. So like you said about the continual working to kind of get what you want to achieve, I completely agree with you. If it's in the position of like what's to come, right? Or Mm -hmm. like um, a check-in on like potential for example but if the card comes up in a position of where we're at right now so it's like a present card right i view the card as you need to remind yourself that you're doing a great job because you already hit the success that Mm -hmm. you want to see right and Mm -hmm. because of this knowledge of having kind of hit the success we want to see it's kind of like that expression of remember that you used to want the things you have now Mm -hmm. do you know you know that expression that's what the card comes up as for me if it's in a present position so it's like you already have the success the stability all these things that you wanted to achieve and is perhaps it time to move the goal marker to something else because you've already achieved these things Mm -hmm. and you might be a little bit jaded about that um and so maybe it's time to move the goal marker to something else so that way you don't feel maybe so stir crazy or mm-hmm. like you're not having forward motion because you can't have forward motion when you're already at the at the finish line. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, I've definitely, I've seen it in that position too sometimes. So yeah, yeah so definitely. Really, As always, it involves what cards are around it. Yeah, the, I think it's very dependent yeah. on like the the cards around it but also like are we looking at where we're at right now or are we looking at where we're hoping for it to go Mm -hmm. but otherwise i completely agree with you (laughs) oh look at us i think this is the second time i mean in a row so good (laughs) (laughs) need to change and flip things out flip things around so we disagree heavily again So before we get into our next segment, Robin unfortunately isn't feeling well. And 
as we are filming this part of the pod, we are definitely sending all of our consensual hugs and kisses. But I am far from alone this segment. I'm joined by the comfy and cozy witch herself, Jit and Jenny Blonde. Sorry, like I completely like when you're great you did a great job thanks <laughs> thanks for having me here i'm excited thank you yeah thank you for joining us i think that you're like the perfect guest for this time of year because everyone is getting super cozy and wants to be cozy especially heading into december and you know that time of the year where we spend maybe a little too much time inside <laughs> right but let's get to our questions so tell us a little bit about yourself and your amazing book that just came out well thanks for asking um I am like you said Jenny Blonde many people know me as the comfy cozy witch and you might have listeners that don't know that but now now they do because I'm all about (laughs) hearth and home and housecraft um and everything that is warm and comforting in witchcraft and in my practice. I am a former high school English teacher. I taught high school English for 14 and a half years and I retired. Oh my gosh. It'll be four years. I retired for almost four <laughs> years ago. This time goes time goes by so fast. Yeah, it really so fast. <laughs> well, and I think um COVID made time speed up. I don't know for me at least. I feel like it's a big blur because all these months and years just kind of They've been mushing together, but 100%. Yeah, they have. I taught high school English. And while I was teaching, I also was a full time author. Um, So four years ago, I had to make the decision, okay, do I want to stay in education? Or do I want to pursue my writing career? Because it was just too hard to balance essentially two mm-hmm. careers and then a son and a household <laughs> yeah. and magic and everything else. So after a long conversation, you know, with my partner, it was like, okay, it's time, it's time to be done teaching. And I pursued writing full time. So I'm also an author, uh, Hearth and Home Witchcraft, which I have right here. <laughs> I know not everybody can see it. Um, is my 18th book, actually. My 19th book comes out in Oh my April. goodness. I that know, is yes. amazing. <laughs> I know, yeah. And I, I and you said introduce myself, and I know I know people want not just the magical, the comfy, cozy witch part of me. They want to learn mm-hmm. all about me. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I write under a number of different pen names. So sixteen of my books are fiction, and oh, the other goodness. two are nonfiction. So my Hearth and Home Witchcraft title was my first, my debut nonfiction. So after years of writing fantasy, middle grade, and um, romance, sweet romance in the Mm -hmm. young adult and adult genre and cozy mysteries, I was like, I've been wanting to write a book about myself, like what I do every day in my home. Cozy mysteries? Cozy mysteries? That sounds so good. I love mysteries. (laughs) Oh, I do. Mysteries. Of course I write cozy mysteries. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) They're just so they're just so comforting to me because mm-hmm. it just, it harkens back to Angela Lansbury, RIP Angela <laughs> Lansbury in Murder, She Wrote mm-hmm. and Agatha Christie. And it's just a very easy reads and they always make me feel good. And a little, you know, murder mystery twist is fun too. So yeah. I've so much fun. I have 
um, one full length and then two novellas in Cozy Mysteries. And I am working on another one, but I have so many other projects in the works. Those are kind of on the back burner <laughs> right now. You, like, like you just have so many things that you want to do in mm-hmm. this current life and you can't always find the time. So anyway, <laughs> this is a very long care. introduction of myself, I realize. Sorry. <laughs> No, we like to get to know our guests. I think it's perfect. So tell us. Sorry, sorry. go ahead. No, No, go ahead. I'm also a podcaster. I have the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast. Um, And I just found out this morning that it won the Witchy Award this year for Outstanding Podcast. Oh my goodness, congratulations. Did you guys win last year? Uh, I, I don't we, think so. I'm not we were sure. Though. I saw we were nominated. We were oh, nominated. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I just found out this morning. So that was a fun little, you know, surprise. So yeah, teacher, author, podcaster, mother. I have a son. I have three fur babies, um, a puppy. We have a six month old puppy. And mm-hmm. then our other two dogs that I talk about all the time in the podcast. And I just, I like being out in nature, doing my witchcraft practice and being with my family so yeah that's a bit about me I love that and you're like comfy cozy across like all platforms and that's how everyone can find you right (laughs) yes I am comfy cozy witch with with a z not the the um the English way the British way of spelling it with an s (laughs) because right now there's an there's well there's been like 40 impersonators you know how they've been it's horrible oh yeah 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 it's so bad it's so bad it only seems to get worse (laughs) it's gotten so much worse and it's gotten to the point I feel bad but I've had to say stop messaging me about the scammers because it's Mm -hmm. it's like clogging up my inbox in fact I saw Robin's message because I'm just inundated (laughs) With these these scammers, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. So, okay, it's so bad. That's not cozy talk, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, what inspired? Oh, wait, sorry. How and when did you start your magical practice? So, I I would say I started when I was thirteen, fourteen, mm-hmm. really thirteen. Um, but I feel like I have been connected to all things. I was connected to all things magic since I was a very small child. Um, mm-hmm. Magic, supernatural. I always loved witches and fairies. And I, my mom got me a Ouija board when I was like eight years old. And I actually connected with two ancestors when I was 11, mm-hmm. not knowing what was going on until much later in life, realizing it. Um but I was always drawn to all things magical and especially witchcraft. Even when I was in fourth grade, I was researching mm-hmm. the witch trials and the history of witches and wanting them to be real. Like, you know, mm-hmm. wanting, wanting witches to be real because, wow, like I could really be a witch and I could be a magical person. And then when I was 13, I was at the Walden Books at our local shopping mall. And I saw Silver Raven Wolf, of course, like all good 90s. Of course. <laughs> so good. Chef's kiss. Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've met Silver. I've seen she lives. She doesn't live far from where I used to live, actually. But um, oh, that's neat. Yeah, it's, it's neat. So I 
I picked up that book, the one with the purple cover. You know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Exactly. I could pull, I should have pulled it down. Um, I remember like crouching down and reading that in there and thinking, oh, so this is a real thing. Like I can, I can be a real witch. And I remember at the same time, I had friends who, who were Wiccan. And mm-hmm. I say they were Wiccan. Um, some of them still are and have been practiced throughout their whole life. But others mm-hmm. really fell into that 90s aesthetic, the witchcraft aesthetic. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and for whatever reason, though, I was never drawn. I wasn't drawn to Wicca. That just, mm-hmm. even though a lot of what I do, I would say, is borrowed in my very eclectic practice over mm-hmm. the years. Borrowed, um, I very much like to pull out bits and pieces from Silver's books. And of course, Scott Cunningham, I had Mm -hmm. all his books. Um, And the everyday magic was my favorite one. I don't know if you ever saw that one. I don't, I don't know how old you are. I'm not going to ask your age, but yeah, I was doing the collecting. And so I actually think I remember everyday magic. I think I have it on my bookcase downstairs. It's a, it's a boxy, desktop computer on the cover like it's like the big box desktop from <laughs> when the internet just started in the early 90s or the late 90s um I remember like trying spells out of that book mm-hmm. and thinking, like I was the most magical person and then going to school and thinking I was Alex Mack and like <laughs> trying to move things with my mind you know so I <laughs> I really thought big mood big, big. and I remember big. like like doing things with my finger like pointing in three circles and like in gym class like in three circles she's going to hit the ball you know and I'd circle my hand and then point and sometimes yeah. sometimes they would hit the ball and I thought wow I am really magical you know like <laughs> fun middle school um but then I then I started really taking it seriously and mm-hmm started creating potions that came out of everyday magic and started um creating some of doing some of these spells and mm-hmm. them work um so then I forget I even forget your question where I started was that what your, what your question yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's when I started um but then you know that was 25 years ago i'm coming up mm-hmm. on 40 you know this is 25 26 years ago and so my practice that was the start but it it waxed and waned so much over the years and there was a large chunk of time i mean throughout college even my early years of teaching where i mm-hmm. didn't touch my magic like mm-hmm. at all. i think that yeah i think a lot of people don't realize that that happens and no <laughs> matter what like you're still witch like it's just you're right. really busy you're so busy <laughs> really, really busy. and you know i looked um when i looked at my bio and my books i never really paid attention to it mm-hmm. and i don't remember where they grabbed it from but maybe i mentioned on the podcast you know practicing for over 20 years and i'm like I guess I have, but there was a chunk where I wasn't practicing. So I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see people. <laughs> well, yeah, I think a lot. Uh, I, I think it's so many witches go through that, that I think it's completely right to be like, I yeah. did practice for 20 years. Cause I think yeah. we even do like magical things, even during those times. And we just like forget to count it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But 
So what inspires you to practice today and how has it changed? Like, how has it changed up until now? Does that make sense? Well, I'll talk about what has inspired me about the last decade. Cause I would say mm-hmm. the most serious I've been with my practice has been the last 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a dozen, maybe a dozen years. And I'm very much inspired by nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting out, connecting to nature, being with my land spirits, acknowledging the turn of the wheel. Like that is a big part of my practice. And I'm very much inspired by connecting to my land mm-hmm. and connecting to the seasons. Um, but the last nine, 10 years, my son has been a big inspiration in, in my practice and has mm-hmm. driven it toward, and I know that's another question coming up, but he, he has propelled me toward that, the comfy, cozy, the comfort, the nourishing of house and home, nourishing of my son, my family, um, doing protection rituals and spell work around my son, and then introducing him to the turn of the wheel and celebrating the Sabbaths with him and getting him involved with rituals. So I think that he has really inspired a lot of my practice the last 10 years or so. I feel the completely the same way because I when it wasn't until I got into my 30s and I had a little one that I started really creating like the home and hearth like type of witchery like creating comfort and I think a lot of people like discount that but creating comfort in your house and using magic to do so is like I don't know it makes everything every day feel a little bit magical like having all those little touches (laughs) You're so right. And that, you know, going back to your question, um, is exactly what, yes, my practice is now. The hearth and home, the magic in the everyday, in the small things that people generally wouldn't see as magical, but you you make it something magical. Exactly. 100%. So what, so you did say that your son drew you to concentrating on the comfy and cozy side of the craft. Is there anything else that helped you? facilitate that sort of yes magic Um, that and about well when he was two I had uh, some major mental health crisis I had some major mental health issues Mm -hmm. and that ended up bringing me very much back to my meditation practice which I hadn't done in a long time and really it it Mm -hmm. introduced me to some meditation teachers uh that have that then, you know, meditating has become even a bigger part of my practice. So I think the meditation grounding myself, being very much in the here, the now, the present, that Mm -hmm. is a large part of house and home and hearth, comfy, cozy, Mm -hmm. witchcraft, because it, it all is very much what you are doing in the present, what you are creating, um, where your intention is for some sort of almost immediate outcome. So you have mm-hmm. to be very much there in the present. So I think that that definitely inspired the the comfy, cozy, I guess, stuff. When I was teaching, I mean, I was teaching full-time. I was writing full-time. I was flying across the country doing school visits before, you know, mm-hmm. before COVID. Um and then I was coming home and 
cooking dinner and getting my son, you know, picking my son up from daycare <laughs> and doing all of the household stuff too. Mm-hmm. And I need to find pockets, like little pockets in my day where I could still practice because mm-hmm. my days were filled from 5.30 a.m. until 9 at night when it came to then doing lesson plans and grading and correcting essays and all that. I mean, my I had no time for my practice. So I, I was forced, in essence, to find ways to make these everyday things magical. And I think that inspired the comfy, cozy witchcraft. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Like teachers put in so much work. So thank you so much for like your 14 years of doing that. That's terrific. Yeah, I, <laughs> it was a lot of work, uh, but I, I would do it again. I so, I so enjoyed teaching. And there are days where I'm like, oh, you know, do I want to go back and guest teach or be a substitute? <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, no, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> you did your time. You're fine. <laughs> And I can still go back to schools, you know, with my books. Oh, yeah, 100%. So what are your top three books that you recommend for like, you know, the comfy and cozy or even like magically? So when you initially sent me that question, I was Mm -hmm. like, there's no way I'm going to narrow it down to three books. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big one. (laughs) I was going to ask you if I could maybe narrow it down to some authors, like three authors. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's that's cool. (laughs) So first, I... I feel like I would remiss be remiss if I if I didn't bring up Ellen Dugan. Mm-hmm. Because I just feel like all of her books are innately hearth home comfy cozy. She writes on garden witchcraft, which is a huge part of my practice. Mm-hmm. Um nature crafting, um cottage witchery. My one of my favorite favorite books by her, which is out of print, I think, is her um, Autumn Equinox book, um, her Mabon. Oh, yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. I have it right here, so you can see it. <laughs> I know not everybody. Oh, that's can. a tome! Look how thick. Yeah, yeah, that's a it's, it's a beast. Um, right, <laughs> this one. This was two thousand five. Okay, and I don't know. I don't know that it's still available, but this is one of the ones that introduced me to her. But even when you look at this, it's the autumnal colors. This is all cozy. This is cozy witchcraft. So Ellen <laughs> Dugan, I would say, you know, her books are just fantastic. I I always really appreciated too um Deborah Blake. Oh yes, I love Deborah Blake books. Yeah, Goddess is in the details, everyday mm-hmm. witchcraft. She has a book on the Besom, I think a book on with the witch's broom, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. but so Deborah Blake, I think she does a really great job of, again, incorporating magic into the everyday, small rituals that you can do to touch your magic in some way every day. So I think Deborah Blake is another really great one. And then um, Anna Franklin, she wrote I The Heart Purchase Compendium. Which oh, now, yes. Yes, yes, yes. You'll not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> another tome two inch thick beast and I'd like to say I've read everything in it but I haven't done every recipe in here um but this but Anna Franklin's work is really great so she has the hearth which is compendium and she also has the hearth which is a year which goes Mm -hmm. through the wheel of the year as a hearth witch um 
And I, I feel like I could go, there are so many more. Tight Tess Whitehurst has done a really nice book about mm-hmm. um, house and hearthcraft. Um, why can't I think off the top of my head? I don't know. I'm blanking right now. <laughs> Those are actually really great recommendations. House Witch, Green Witch. Why can't I think of her name? Yeah. But yeah, so so all of those all of those books. So I'm sorry you didn't have a top three. I feel bad now. Oh no. Like top authors, give me them. I'll yeah. <laughs> that just means more books. I mean that's fine. Exactly. <laughs> and they really are all authors that you can curl up with and enjoy reading. Oh, and Mandy Mitchell, too. Mandy Mitchell put out a book years ago with Wiser, um, mm-hmm. Edge Witch's Book of Days. Oh, I love that book. That is such a good book. Yes, and, and it goes through the months, and she has rituals and correspondences for each month, and that one, and, and things you can do in your household. I think that's a really great house, hearth, comfy, cozy witchcraft book as well. It really is. I 100% agree. <laughs> my book my book's a good intro we're interested in that too i think so too it was a really good book i love some of you i love your correspondences especially for the different types of fabrics i haven't seen that before in other books i don't feel like so that was a great touch the wreath i can see from my office door window uh the cotton wreath that i mentioned that inspired that because you know i have that for a reason and i thought wait I don't see many people talk about fabric Mm-mm. and the correspondences and meaning of fabrics to your practice. And so that I just added that in, not at the last minute, but it was spur of the moment for sure. Oh, well, it was a great addition yeah. because I love correspondences and I collect like tons of correspondence books. And I, yeah. I, of course, I had to add like a little tab to that part of the book so I could remember. Okay. <laughs> it happy. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. So do you work with house spirits and how do they help you around the house and how do you cultivate a relationship with them? Yes. Yes, I do work with house spirits. Um, I do work with the Fae. Um, and I would, I would like to say I work with them all year, but I really work with them in the spring and summer months, which does make sense. Um, yeah. Of course, I, I do work a bit with Hestia and Breed with Bridget um, mm-hmm. because they are, when I think of deities who are there to help you in your house and work with you and protect your home, I go to Hestia and I go to mm-hmm. Bridget. And Bridget's nice because she's also inspiration. As a writer, you know, she's yeah. the home, inspiration, a little bit of everything. Um so when we're looking, I look at, I work with deities as well. I work with my ancestors a mm-hmm. lot. And I know you read my book. So chapter three, my Grammy, mm-hmm. uh, my Grammy who passed away, you know, she never called herself a kitchen witch, but she <laughs> worked magic. Like she made magic in the kitchen. She, I had not one bad meal from her. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could taste and feel the love that went into every meal and she would entertain and you could walk in, she would have people over and these would be the grumpiest, not so nice people, but I swear they would eat Grammy's food and they would leave like in a jovial. Um, But I do work with her in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and then little, little house sprites. So my, my son, 
he is he's so messy. He's so messy. I mean, he's <laughs> nine years old. And that's, I mean, that's a nine-year-old thing, I guess. Um, and a 13-year-old thing, because my witchling's 13. And, oh, oh, my. Oh, oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, so I get to look forward to it. It's going to continue. Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as <long> as <laughs> as but, you know, it's a mess. And what I do, I shut the doors because mm-hmm. then I don't have to see it. You know, okay, if I don't have to see it, <laughs> it's just rude. Dude, and like, we're not getting ants and bugs in there. Okay. But mm-hmm. he'll come to me sometimes and say, oh, I can't find Zelda Breath of the Wild. I can't find this game. I can't find that. And I tell him, I said, well, is your, is is your room clean? And is your playroom clean? And he's Mm -hmm. like, no. And he'll even say, I think the brownies are playing a trick on me (laughs) because you have to clean up. And of course, once he tidies up there, there's his game. There's the toy he lost. The brownies help him out. But, but in all seriousness, um, I do work with house spirits and I connect with them through offerings by through talking with them mm-hmm. and i'm not just talking house spirits i'm talking about deities the fae all of all of the spirits that i work with in general my mm-hmm. ancestors um i talk to them on a daily basis mm-hmm. when i'm working in the kitchen i talk to my grandma when i'm cleaning i'll reach out to a house spirit um, <laughs> or talk to hestia i mean and i also i'll leave offerings for them my little fairy mm-hmm. altar over there and I always have a little bit of honey out. And generally Mondays is whenever I will refresh whatever offerings I have for them. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just important to be to be respectful yeah. of your spirits and your land spirits. <laughs> um, not just mm-hmm. talking about spirits, but land spirits. Be respectful and t- just talk talk to them. That's the biggest yeah, they- thing. I know. I definitely agree. I think communication is so important and that's when they know also how they can help you and lend a hand and you have their own ways of letting you know when they need their help and when they need a lend a hand, obviously with Zelda um, disappearing. Yeah. Wild. Oh my gosh. It, I mean, it was weeks and weeks. So he actually took some of his birthday money and ended up buying the game again. Oh no! Because uh, yeah, other things he's lost have shown up. That one never, it never showed up. But it's funny because spirits will let you know. And I will tell you, and we talked a little bit before we started recording, mm-hmm. but the last three weeks I have been very in tune. The veil we know is very thin this time of year, mm-hmm. but there, there are some things, a lot, not, not some, a lot of things that have been happening in my house with electronics and technology and the clickers <laughs> out of the corner of my eye. And I did say to my husband, I'm like, I, there is, I don't know if it's a new spirit, but there is a spirit who's trying to get my attention. Like someone mm-hmm. is trying to get my attention. Um, I just have to figure out who now. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the fun part. <laughs> Time consuming part. <laughs> so what spell work or magical tips do you have for someone who wants to prepare for a new home they're moving into? Well, the first thing, um, of course, is cleansing. Like, don't move. I would recommend not moving anything in the home until you have given it a good cleanse. And that's not just for homes that have been lived in before. That's even new new builds, like new constructions. Because yes, there, there I is, agree. Yeah, because there is residual energy on the land 
There mm-hmm. is energy from the people who have been building the houses, you know, everybody, the contractors coming in and out and the engineers, like there's energy that is brought into the home. And then of course you have older homes that have residual energy, energy of people who've lived there past, you know, people who've passed. Um, mm-hmm. And so the very first thing, which I think is the most important is to do a thorough cleansing of the home. Mm-hmm. And you can do that easily with sound, with a bell, you know, you don't have to have an elaborate ritual. And I think <laughs> you, you understand being on social media, that you know, we see all of these elaborate spells and rituals, which, which mm-hmm. are beautiful, but so you have beautiful. a 13 year old child. I have a nine year old. I don't have time <laughs> all the time to do elaborate <laughs> spells. And so when I need a quick cleanse, you better believe I'm, gra- I'm grabbing my grandma's bell. And I'm going around my house as <laughs> well, exactly. uh, waking up the stagnant energy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people could grab an incense stick, mm-hmm. their favorite incense, or an herb bundle. There are many ways to to cleanse. You know, to cleanse a house. I think mm-hmm. I would also, you know, somebody moving into a new home, put do do some sort of protection spell or a protection ritual. And there, I mean, there are so many, there's so many out there. You can Google search and find them. I think I have like two or three in my book, actually. Um, but yeah, you could do, you could do spells around protection. You can um, ward, I mean, ward your windows, ward mm-hmm. your, your front door. And you would have to do that, you know, a big one when you move in and then just like, you know, keep up with your wards throughout the year, throughout the season, maybe seasonally. Um, just revisit them. Um, mm-hmm. You could make a, a protective pouch or a charm. I have my um, my Rowan cross. That's more of a folk, you know, folk magic. But I have my Rowan cross that that protects my house. So mm-hmm. lens and then get some protection around that house. Those <laughs> are my two top things for people moving into a new home. Oh, definitely, I agree with all of that. <laughs> So it is going to be the shadow or dark part of the year, and many of us will be spending time indoors, as we've already been speaking about. Do you have any advice on how to keep stagnant energy out of the house during that time, especially when it comes to cleaning and cleansing that you haven't already mentioned, if you have? Uh, If that's all, that's fine. But And is there any spell work you routinely do during this time of year to help with the long nights and shorter days? Yeah. Um. I think we can't forget about some simple things that might seem mundane, but they're innately magical. Like open, open your windows. I know it's going to be cold out. It's going to be cold, but you so need cold. to get, I, I know it's so cold. And I'm in, where, where are you? Where do you live? I'm in South Carolina. So it doesn't get cold until like January, you know, yeah. after like all the holiday festivities are done and you're like, well, this would have been nice like a few weeks ago, but now I'm sick of it. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. No, I'm in Northeast Pennsylvania, so it gets cold. Oh, it gets cold up there. I've been up Here, there, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. And we're at, like at the base of the Pocono Mountains, so we had snow. We got some snow here. Um, but I still, I feel just opening the window, when because you're asking, you know, you asked about stagnant energy. Mm-hmm. Open the window and just getting even that burden five seconds of burst of cold air just to move that energy around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, another great thing is cleaning. And I know mm-hmm. that I'm not talking about 
you know, cleansing, of course you can cleanse your house and move energy, but, but cleaning your house, because that, mm-hmm. that enlivens the energy a little bit. It brightens up the energy. And these are the dark winter days and we're in the house. A lot of times it's cold. You want to bundle up and watch a movie and sit on the couch every day, which believe me, oh, yes. yes, it's <laughs> me to come out of that cocoon. And mm-hmm. I think that cleaning is just a way of brightening things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, cleaning, tidying. And I, again, these are mundane things, but they work on a magical level as well. And even Um, on like our level energetically, because if like the house is a mess, sometimes we usually are a mess too. And even just doing simple tidying is so like empowering. I don't think people realize like the power behind just like a simple tidying. (laughs) In in the winter, when it's cold, you're, you're already in the house. So Mm -hmm. as well make your, like make the time worth your while tidy up a little bit. Now, this might sound counterintuitive because it's freezing outside, but get outside. <laughs> I mean, like, get get outside in nature. I know that mm-hmm. yes, there might be a half or a foot and a half of snow, but get out in nature because that just reinvigorates you. And I mean, yeah. that's, I guess that's me personally, because nature is my thing. Like, if I need, Same. if I'm feeling stagnant, I'm, I'm feeling, I need centered yeah, I'm going outside. I'm putting my feet in the ground. Not necessarily without shoes in the snow, but <laughs> I'm getting outside. I'm taking the dogs mm-hmm. for a walk. Um, those things help just help my energy. And winter, you know, that that's the time of year where I do go inward. And I will say, I don't do a ton of magical working mm-hmm. in like the early winter when we're looking like it, I guess we'll, we celebrate Yule, but mm-hmm. as we're getting toward Imbolc, um, that's when my working turns more toward, I'm looking at the next year. I'm looking at seeds I want to sow, intentions mm-hmm. that I want to make um, for my, and long-term goals that I have for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so my magical workings typically in the winter all have to do with long-term goals, like what I want to accomplish by next winter or you know fall of that next year mm-hmm. um and i think keeping my mind on those things helps me get out of the the winter funk sometimes like oh i have this to look forward to like oh this oh, is 100 percent. what's that 100 percent. just something yeah. to look forward to sometimes is all we need to keep going <laughs> all we need <laughs> um so yeah those are just those are some things i hope that answered the question because i oh, feel yeah. like I no really- that was perfect I ramble a little bit and kind of forget the question. <laughs> oh no, you did you you did well. <laughs> I think we have time for one more question. So, since you describe yourself as a home and hearth witch, what is your go-to tarot or oracle deck? Like we're starting this new question. We're going to start asking all our guests this because I feel like a tarot card, like tarot cards and decks, like they represent like the person so much, especially our favorites. So, which is your favorite? When you ask these questions, like top three books, <laughs> it's so hard when you have like 60 decks and you love them all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go with right now. What like right now, while we're, we're talking and I have my favorites right here. So my go-to favorite, which if any, any of you out there listen to my podcast, at the end of my podcast, I always pull a card. Like that's my last segment. And most of the time I pull from my ritual deck. 
Mm-hmm. This is my go-to deck by Cassie Uhl. I don't know if you know her. Um, I haven't heard this, of that deck before. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't think she makes it anymore. Oh, you can see my book it's completely I mean the cover I could peel it off it's completely fallen apart um (laughs) and when I knew she wasn't making them anymore I hurry up and I bought another deck because oh I do the same thing you understand and I've used this one for years um but I just love this look at I mean look at this so look at this root card I don't know if you can see that yeah I can that looks really pretty I like the deep red yeah, oh, I love the deep red. Of course, I picked up that one when we're talking about home and hearth. We're talking the root chakra. Um, but in this deck, there are there are crystals and there are chakras and shells and the the elements and the directions and candles, candles and candle colors and witchcraft tools, magical tools. I mean, this is it's an oracle deck. Sorry, it's, I, I didn't preface it by saying it is an oracle deck and. I, I don't know. I think I love this deck so much because it is spot on every single time. I don't have any other deck that is as spot on for me as this mm-hmm. deck. And it is so spot on for me. My aunt, it's her favorite deck. Like we, and it's her favorite deck too. And we'll pull and get the same card. Like it happens. I can tell you how many days and there are like 80 cards in this deck. How many days we will pull the same exact card? Cause it just, we, we're kind of the same person and it knows us so well. <laughs> I love, I love my ritual deck. I'm really enjoying, especially as a hearth and home with the woodland wardens. Oh, deck. I love that deck. It's so cozy. It's so cozy. The epitome of cozy. And I will say the artwork alone, Jessica wrote, like that sold me. The artwork alone mm-hmm. sold me. I saw the fox, which fox is my, it's it's not one of my guide animals, but it is oh, one of my favorite animals. And I saw her fox and I had to have this deck. And I probably pull from this deck twice a week. I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my go-to tarot deck is the, and I didn't pull it out because I think I have it in my bag because I was using it the other day when I went hiking, um, is the Herb Crafters Tarot. I love the Herb Crafters. It's just, it's so yeah. good. Like, I didn't think, like, I would like it, but, like, I don't know. It's just, as, you know, as we said many times on this podcast, it's very cozy. It's very cozy. It <laughs> it's is. It's so cozy. And the artwork, the imagery, I think is just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, I I always get pools that are spot on. And then can I just do one more? Oh, yeah, do it. Okay. And this isn't not old one. I mean, it's only 10 years old. It's an older deck. Um, but the Witchlings. Because I this don't is think just, I've seen that one. You know, this is one of my all-time favorite decks. Um, it is Paulina Fay. I have most of Paulina Faye's. Um, mm-hmm. She also is Paulina Cassidy. You may know her as Paulina Cassidy. Um, but I love all of her decks. But this one... You have little witchlings, like, and they all have names, and they represent some sort of intention. Like, we have happiness, determination, courage, and then if you use the guidebook that goes along with it, and I do, I do like to reference this guidebook. For example, if I pulled confidence, the, the mm-hmm. witchling, her name is Bluebell, and then Bluebell has a message for you. Like, this is a very, it's a good deck for kids too. Like my son <laughs> and I will pull from this. Yeah, and then each 
pool has three to four spells or rituals that go along with it. Oh, I love that. I love when authors like include that into their books. And they're they're simple everyday rituals. It's nothing intense. Every ingredient you probably have at your home, um, whether you have a witchy home or not. Mm-hmm. And really, I love that deck. I love her artwork and her words are beautiful too. Oh, I love that, and I'm gonna have to check out that deck. So. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that's all the time we have today. But thank you so much for joining us. It was amazing. And obviously, we wish Robin was here. But Tell her, <laughs> sending her good healing, warm thoughts. Um, it's no fun to not feel well. No. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. And thank do you want to say real quick where people can find you at on social media one more time? Yes, you can find me um, on Instagram at comfy cozy witch and then my podcast is the comfy cozy witch podcast i do have a facebook group um it's called comfy cozy witches i think or comfy cozy witchery isn't that terrible i always i always forget which one it is (laughs) comfy cozy witches if you look it up you'll probably find it um and then i have a website comfy cozy witch.com but yeah so i'm basically comfy cozy witch everywhere (laughs) everywhere (laughs) oh yes Thank you. Thank you. So, Robin, what is stirring your cauldron right now? That voice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting Uh, over a cold, so it's really nasally. It's very sexy. (laughs) um thank you so much for asking this actually has nothing to do with witchcraft uh but you guys are gonna buckle in because this is what's stirring my cauldron i got the old navy matching family pajamas on the day they dropped in store and for anybody who has kids and does like matching family pajamas i had a child as we know like a year and a half ago and so last christmas was our first christmas where i was like we're doing family pajamas because that's what i did growing up right Mm -hmm. and so i made the idiotic mistake a real a real fool mistake on my part of waiting until december to try to get these things (laughs) what 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 an amateur mistake uh there's nothing for sale uh in december so this year i was like we got to go in november and we just happened to go the same day that they put them out so i got the full reign of the house to pick from and i was like these are our jammies this year I was so excited. I feel like that was a real mom win for me. <laughs> real mom win. <laughs> it was a real mom win. I listen, there are very few things in this life that I get like wins on. Maria, out of everybody knows that I am like the least lucky human that has ever existed. <laughs> if it's going to go wrong, it's gonna go wrong for me. Like <laughs> it's a fact. And the fact that I got this, not only did I get this, but I got it on the day that it was just was happen chance that we were in there. They were like still putting stuff on the shelves. <laughs> I just, so I'm, I'm elated. I'm elated. So they're already picked. They're washed and folded. Like I listen. I know that some people are like 
Halloween just ended. Relax. There's still Thanksgiving. Well, in this house, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving because we're not uh, into that. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's not something we celebrate i'm i almost said something really inflammatory just now which was not fair to say because lots of people celebrate thanksgiving because they like the family time and that's not fair to say we don't celebrate it in our house and so for me christmas time starts on november 1st baby (laughs) yeah same (laughs) same yeah that was a real moment for me and i'm very jazzed about it So, Maria, what's not stirring your cauldron? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) So, first, I want to emphasize that this is a quasi-joke. Like, it's a little bit of a joke. He's deadly serious, guys. Kind of. Let's because because, she's about to be offensive. Because I have feelings, okay? She doesn't. This is so scary. (laughs) I am not stirred by other witches, like, looking down at their noses at other witches for wanting to celebrate and decorate for the upcoming winter solstice already. (laughs) Oh, no. Were people really too? No, but they were last year and the year before that. And the year before that. (laughs) I know. I know. When I post, like, a photo sometime this week, some, like, something wintry, someone is going to lose their shit look i love halloween i dedicate a whole three months to it i really do like i go all out every year but i also love the winter solstice you know i love decorating getting all cozy cooking yes i mean yes it's literally like 80 degrees outside like yesterday but (laughs) it is also going to be that way in december too because yeah we have a toasty did you just say it was 80 degrees yeah, yesterday. It's snowing here. <laughs> it's really freezing cold. Oh my word. All right. Anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to sidetrack. <laughs> but like as Robin said in like the other thing, it's like important to know not all witches celebrate Thanksgiving for many obvious reasons, like me being one of them. You know, many of us have already celebrated our witchy day of thanks during the autumn equinox. And plus, what am I going to decorate the freaking house with? A bunch of like turkey butts everywhere? No, 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 thank you. I'll stick like it's actually a family tradition of mine to decorate November 1st and have it decorated decorated all of november my mom did it my grandmother do it and i'm going to continue to do it myself like and also like listen me. i'm enjoying it. it and i'm having fun let me have fun yeah exactly <laughs> if you're not hurting anybody like if it's not problematic it's not hurting anybody you're not asking for like money to support your you know, whatever your your word, let's call it a hobby in this scenario. Um, if it makes you happy and it's not hurting anybody and it's not mm-hmm. taking from anybody, shut the fuck up and just <laughs> let people be happy. <laughs> I like I love the whole gothic aesthetic, you know, skulls and stuff like that, and I keep some around my house all the time. But but I'm also I'm not a gothic aesthetic like social media person like you're not going to see me be like have like very halloweeny stuff up all year yeah i keep some stuff out but that's just not the way i roll like i at least i think it's a really big misnomer i know we've talked about this before but that Mm -hmm. all with 
are into the whole spooky stuff. Like, I like spooky stuff as much as the next person. Mm. I like, you know, goth. I mean, I, I consider myself a goth. I mean, I've grown up a little bit since when I was a teenager. So, you know, the demonia books, or boots and stuff like that is not really happening anymore. But, like, let people live. <laughs> let us have fun. Let us decorate. Let us be cozy. Yeah. It makes us happy. It makes us happy. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, every week we talk about creators that we are loving right now. This can be anything that we're liking. Shops, social medias, books, art, whatever that we are loving right now. These are not advertisements. They're just people we're digging. So that being said, Maria, who are you digging, girl? Okay. I know that like, I shout out the shop a lot, but I <laughs> legitimately love her and her husband stuff so very much. Like they put so much love and beauty into all their things and I want them all. <laughs> but this is the Malit Malite planner from Cocorina. And oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it is so beautiful. It's so pretty. I mean, all of her planners are pretty. I've had like a planner of hers for like the past three years now and they're just so stunning and there's tons of room to write and of course there's like pages where like it's dedicated to her artwork and her writing and stuff and it's just always stunning and I'm of course looking forward to this one and this one revolves around like bees and (laughs) if you know me I love bees I think like I don't know they're like super cute and I use them for spell work all of the time um (laughs) But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this planner. So, so what have you been loving? So I just wanted to shout out um my friends who we've talked about. We've we've had them both on here before. Um Jess <laughs> I was like, and- have we? I was like, we yeah. did. Yeah, we both of them on here. Yeah. Jess and Tenny's podcast, What's a Weirdo? If you guys haven't already listened to it, if you're not already a subscriber, I love it. It is just them bullshitting and it's really funny and fun. And they're both so charismatic and hilarious that I don't know. If you're not already listening to What's Up Weirdo, you should be. So what are you doing? Go listen to it. <laughs> yeah, go listen. We'll have to have them on again because we they were a lot of fun next at the season same time. Like at the same time, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be really fun. We should talk Maybe about even, paranormal stuff with them, like yeah, next year. Even if we had them on for just like a coffee talk episode, that'd be so fun. That would be. I agree. It's Woo. done. <laughs> it is settled. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us. We hope that we will see you again on Friday, November 18th for our Coffee Talk episode or November 25th for our 22nd episode of Season 3. You can keep an eye out on our social media or you can follow us at coffeeandcoldruns.com for more information. And don't forget to join us on Patreon on November 26th for Frankie of Chaotic Witch Aunt's class, The Magic of Bones. This is available for library tier tier and up and if you'd like to catch the class but you can't make the 26 it is going to be recorded and will be available on patreon a few days after the class
Yes. And if you join our Patreon, it offers our special 25 minute part two episode, a huge library of articles about witchcraft, a discord community full of fun events and discussions. Mm -hmm. We even have a tier that offers one on one conversations with Robin and myself. And please, if you love our lovely, sexy, sensual voices, take a moment to review us on whatever streaming service that you are listening in from, whether that is Apple podcast spotify or something else we love reading your reviews and rating us five stars helps us be seen by others and thank you to everybody who already has rated us we really appreciate it so again this is coffee and cauldrons with robin from at a tired witch on instagram and i'm maria from at maria the arcane on instagram you ready are you ready (laughs) yeah